everyone. Welcome to this episode of CBIA's BizCast. I'm Shannon King, and I'm very excited about today's episode. He's no stranger to the BizCast, but he joined me a few weeks ago to talk about his new post as CBIA's president and CEO. Some of you know Chris DiPentima very well from his most recent role as president of Pegasus Manufacturing in Middletown. But if you don't know Chris, I hope you learn more about him, his career in business and manufacturing, where he sees the biggest opportunities for growth, and what he loves most about Connecticut. I'm very excited to be working with him, and I know that he's going to be a strong voice for the business community, especially during such a critical time. And with that, here's my conversation with CBIA's president and CEO, Chris DiPentima. Chris, thank you for coming on to the BizCast. Um, You've been on here quite a few times, actually, but this is your first time on the podcast as a CBIA employee. So welcome. Thanks, Shannon, for having me. Yeah, I have been on in my manufacturing role and different board roles that I've had. So uh, I'm a little familiar with it, but I'm very excited to be on as a CBIA family member. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So when this interview is running, when it's published, it's going to be your first week as uh, president and CEO of CBIA. Um, So right now, you're currently getting ready to leave your post as president at Pegasus Manufacturing. So reflecting, I'm sure you've done a lot of reflecting over the past couple weeks, but um, what was your favorite part about working there? Because how how long have you been uh, president of Pegasus? So I became president in 2006. I joined the organization in 2002. Uh, you know, it was an organization my dad started in 1989. Um, and after uh, being there for about four years, uh, succeeded him as president and he retired in 06. So uh, 18 years with the organization almost exactly and uh, 14 years uh, as its president. I sold it to Leggett and Platt, Aeros, uh, Leggett and Platt uh, a large uh, S&P 500 company about uh, just under five years ago and has remained president of Pegasus as well as became our division president. So I oversee our facilities in Seattle and San Diego and a couple of facilities in France. And so my, my favorite experience as I reflect back uh, actually has probably been more recently just um, taking on a bigger role, under, learning about international business and running an international business as well as domestic businesses and businesses in under st- other states and then how Pegasus sizes up to them and best practice shared between between them. And uh, reflecting back, I'm, I'm really happy at where Pegasus was when we sold it to Leggett and Platt, and, and they've really been a best practice for, for some of the other, other locations. Yeah, absolutely. So um, on the flip side, what was one of the biggest challenges that you had to face and that you overcame at Pegasus? Uh, there's been a few. Uh, we had some you know, down financial years where we had to turn their organization around, certainly the 08, 09 uh, financial crisis, um, which affected um, the civil aerospace market in 09 and 2010. Uh, that, was, that was a tough, um, a tough time, and it was a really challenging time because we had just worked with Concept in 2008 to develop a five-year strategic plan. Uh, that really focused on getting us even more involved in the aerospace market. And just as we rolled out that strategic plan, sure enough, the uh, aerospace market collapsed uh, in December of 2008. 
And so uh, it was a really challenging decision to decide whether to, um, to hold back and, and kind of re refocus or to go forward with our strategy that we had developed. And, and, um, and uh, we had some really heated discussions and uh, ultimately myself and my senior team decided to go forward with our strategy that we had developed with concept. Maybe a little slower than we had originally planned, but in the end it worked out really well because we came out of the uh, the dip a lot faster than other companies had. So certainly one of the more challenging times I remember, I remember a lot of those uh, heated arguments, some of them even taking place over at the concept conference room when they were rocking them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're in a very similar time period right now of economic downturn, but we can get to that later in the conversation. Um, so this might be kind of a weird question. I'm, I'm not interviewing you, but um, why, why were you interested in this position? Obviously, you have been um, a board member of CBIA, longtime member. You're um, very involved with the Connecticut Manufacturers Collaborative and obviously with your work with Concept. So you know CBIA very, very well. Um, but why were you interested in this position um, when Joe Brennan announced his retirement? And what do you hope to bring to CBIA from your uh, legal background and your manufacturing background? Um, you know, how, how will your experience, not only as a lawyer, but also running a business, um, how is that going to prepare you to lead CBIA? It's not a weird question. It's a question a lot of people are asking me or have asked me. So um, it is a little, it, it is a little weird to me because I, I see so much opportunity uh, in the CBIA position and and in working with closely with people in Connecticut and the opportunities for our state. So it comes off as a weird question to me, but it's one that a lot of people have been asking. Um, so there's a few things that went into uh, the decision making process for me. Um, what I call the, the why me, why now? So I asked myself quite a bit in the fall when we found out Joe was gonna retire and the board decided to um, interview both people from the business world, which was a little unique for CBI as well as the more traditional government affairs, public policy folks for the position. And uh, back in the fall when I was thinking about throwing my hat in the, you know, I asked myself why me, which is what I normally ask people who are interviewing with, with my company, you know, why, why you, why now are you the right person? And as you mentioned, I thought I brought a little bit of uniqueness to the table with my legal background, spending eight years as a trial attorney when first coming out of law school. And then my, not only my manufacturing experience, but my business leadership experience. And what was unique about that maybe versus some of the other folks who may have been interested from a business perspective was that I, I run small businesses, right? When I first joined Pegasus in 2002, they were maybe 40, 45 people. Grew that to what I would call a medium-sized business um, when we sold to Leggett in 2016. We were about 135, 140 people. And then more recently running a, a large business, running, you know, working for uh, Leggett and Platt, 24,000 people worldwide, uh, you know, S&P 500 companies, so one of the larger five uh, companies in the U.S. And experience both domestically uh, running businesses, but as I mentioned, internationally as well. So. I thought that that diversity of my background uh, presented an opportunity to um, to the board uh, as far as a unique candidate. That combined with my experience service, serving on various boards and working collaboratively with other folks, whether it's the CBIA board or the Connecticut Manufacturers Collaborative or the Manufacturing Innovation Fund. So that was the why me. The why now, um, 
it's a really unique time in Connecticut. I've seen over the past few years, a lot of organizations and individuals come together to work together more collaboratively than we have maybe in the past 10 or 15 years. And, uh, and the current administration, uh, Governor Lamont and his administration bring in people from the private sector, um, like Josh Cabal, who was a CBIA board member for all of a month uh, before he got pulled into the administration, and uh, David Lehman, who runs the Department of Economic and Community Development, Callum Cooper, who's our first chief manufacturing officer, also a former CBIA board member. Um, so that collaboration and that the number of private sector folks getting involved in the public sector, as well as, as non-for-profits and other board organizations, I thought um, kind of the, the ground is really ripe right now for us to further grow and, uh, and help Connecticut. So um, that, that's the reason why I threw my hat in the ring and, and went off the job. That's the reason why I accepted it. And that's also the reason why I'm, I'm really excited about it. Yeah, I mean, we're very glad you're here because um, I've gotten to know you so well over the past couple of years uh, with my work at CBIA. So um, I was very excited to hear um, that you will be um, taking over um, at CBIA. So, um, well, with that, I mean, I wanted to officially welcome you to the CBIA family. Um, it's a great family. Um, so where do you see the biggest opportunities for growth and change in the organization? Um, you know, a lot of things are changing, obviously, with the pandemic. Um, we all had to go remote. And, um, you know, as with all businesses, things slow down a little bit. Um, so just with what you know with CBIA, um, where do you see the biggest opportunities for us to be an even louder voice at the Capitol and also to uh, be that, that service to businesses? Yeah, let, let me first say I'm, I'm, uh, I'm pleasantly surprised at how receptive um, the folks at CBIA and Concepts and Ready CT so far, the ones that I've met in my little listening tour that I've done over the past month or two, uh, how receptive they've been to this change. I'm, I'm very accustomed to coming in as a new leader of organizations, uh, whether it was at Pegasus or companies that we acquired or through Leggett and Platt more recently. Um, where I take over for someone who isn't necessarily retiring, right? They've either left or been asked to leave, and the organization is very nervous. A lot of anxiety around a new leader. Um, so far, the folks I've, I've met, um, which is quite a quite a number, both internally and externally, some of our stakeholders, board members, um, and other folks that we work with, have been really receptive of the change. And I think a lot of that. Uh, credit goes to Joe Brennan. Obviously, he's retiring, so people knew there was going to be a change. It wasn't something we could avoid as an organization. So I think people are a little more receptive to change when it's a retirement. Uh, but Joe also laid a, a great groundwork, uh, whether it was myself or whoever was going to come in, to be for folks to be really open to the new person. And so I uh, really, really enjoyed that part. I, I know it's a honeymoon period, but I, folks have seemed to really embrace uh, this leadership change. And then, well, to, relative to what I've listened to and heard, I, I know the short-term priorities that I want to focus on are in three areas, and I, they're all linked to each other. Um, as I mentioned on some of our staff calls, uh, the few I've been able to sit on at CBIA, is I, I want to continue the integration that Joe and Bonnie have started of CBIA, Concept, and Ready CT, so our affiliates, what I call the one company, one family organization. 
Um, that integration, I know, will lead us to the second priority, which is growth. If the more we're integrated, the more we're cross-selling to concept clients, CBI members, ready CT stakeholders, whoever it is, the more we're going to grow. Our, our business will just naturally uh, be better because one plus one in our case equals four or five. It doesn't just equal three. Um, so I'm really focused on the integration and from that integration, growing our organization. With that growth, uh, I'm, the third priority will be investing, right? Investing in our organization. Uh, and to your point about what does that mean for our work at the Capitol and for our business membership, the investment will be in our public policy group. It will be uh, growing that group. Um, it will be being a louder voice at the Capitol. Um, it will maybe make sure that we're connected with our, our members and our stakeholders and also the administration, as I mentioned, working more collaboratively with, with everyone. So those are really my you know, short-term, uh, near-term priorities is uh, integrate, invest, and grow. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I'm sure we're going to have <laughs> hundreds of more conversations about all of those. So I, I'm really excited um, to hear more about that. Um, tailing off of what you were just talking about, being a louder voice at the Capitol. Um, so what do you think are the opportunities for rebuilding and growing Connecticut's economy um, for job creation? Uh, what are the state's biggest challenges right now? Obviously, the pandemic, um, you know, was a huge hit to the business community. Um, and CBIA, we recognize at the very beginning that we had to be there and we had to be a leader. Um, so moving forward in this recovery period, um, what do you think are the biggest opportunities um, where Connecticut can grow again? I think there's, there's a few. Um, you know, fortunately, we're in a better place than a lot of other states. Um, during this crisis, we're still in it and, and hopefully coming out of it. Um, a lot of the numbers we're seeing is that Connecticut's lower than most of the states as far as the number of cases, number of hospitalizations. So we're, we're doing better than most. So that, that uh, gives us the opportunity for, to come out of it quicker than most, uh, as long as that holds off. We're also seeing numbers of positive migration for the first time in years into Connecticut. So people obviously from the cities, mostly New York, moving into whether it's Fairfield County or we're even starting to see some expansion towards New Haven County, Middlesex County um, of that relocation. So those are two huge opportunities for us. Uh, financially, we, we came into the crisis with a fairly good rainy day uh, fund. Um, obviously, we're looking at budget deficits that may drain all of that, um, uh, depending on what happens with getting monies from the feds. But there's going to be there's going to be an opportunity that if we handle that deficit right, um, that we can be a stronger state, ironically, coming out of this crisis than um, we were going into it because we were we were really lagging going into the crisis and, and our economic growth after coming out of the 09-2010 recession. So I think there's more opportunity. There's a lot of challenges. There's no doubt about it. There's going to be a lot of challenges. I'm not being Pollyanna about it, but We've got a, an interesting foundation to be able to springboard off of um, that if we work together and make the right decisions, uh, learn from our history um, that tax increases uh, don't necessarily drive economic growth and competitiveness, um, then I, I think we could really come out of this in, in, in an amazing position. Yeah, I would absolutely agree with you on that. Um, yeah, there's a lot of opportunities here and um, we've been able to sustain 
um, that ingenuity and uh, that ruggedness um, to get through the pandemic. So um, I'm certainly looking forward as well to working on those issues. Um, so I have rapid fire questions now. I'm taking a card out of uh, Ari Santiago's um, Made in America podcast, uh, one of his segments. So, and I know that you have been on his podcast before, and I think he's uh, subjected you to this as well. So mine's a little different, but <laughs> just had to give him That's that. That's okay. Ari would be Ari would be very happy that you're stealing something. Happy that you're stealing something from him, but he I'm probably, glad you're a little bit. Different. Yeah, he probably is. Um, okay, so a couple of rapid fire questions. What is your favorite ice cream flavor? Uh, believe it or not, it is uh, orange sherbet with hot fudge on it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's <really laughs> weird. Orange chocolate. Have you ever had a chocolate covered orange? Yeah, it's fine. Okay, I like chocolate and orange together. Yeah. Hey, I, I can't knock you for that. Um, what is your favorite Connecticut beer? Well, if, if you are a beer drinker, what is your favorite Connecticut beer? Um, my favorite Connecticut beer. Um, uh, what's it? East uh, East Brewing. Those guys over there. Um, oh, back east. Yeah, thank you. Is it ice cream, man? <laughs> I don't get ice cream there. Oh. I only get ice cream in one place. I get ice cream at Dairy Serve in Durham. Oh, okay. All right, cool. Um, they, their, uh, their most famous brew is uh, ice cream man. So I actually talked to the owner Tony on another podcast oh. a couple months ago. So, okay. Well, they're a member. So, um, a little sure. shout I out. Did that in his podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite place in Connecticut, not including your home? Hmm. Um. Probably the place I got married, which is Harkness State Park down in Waterford. Okay. Oh, you got married there? I did. I got, we got married uh, at their, at the uh, little mansion they have there. And it's a beautiful waterfront property that not many people in Connecticut, at least until this podcast, knew about. So when you go down there, you have the place to yourself and it's a sprawling, beautiful waterfront. You see the ferry go out into London. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm going to have to make a day trip there. Um, you might have answered this on Ari's podcast because I know this is another question that he asked, but I, I need to know as a sports fan, um, for sports, is it New York or Boston for you? It's, it's all New York. And hopefully uh, when I do move into the office, I'll, there will be a, some wall space to put some of my memorabilia. I have, I have a lot of Yankee memorabilia. Okay. So baseball, Yankees, football? Giants. Giants. Okay. Yes. Um, NBA? Hockey is the Rangers, basketball is the Knicks. Okay. So, yeah, it's a little tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah very tough. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's all. Okay, so all New York. We love that. Um, what is your favorite movie? Um, it's usually between, okay, I gotta give you my favorite. Um, probably The Godfather. Okay. I feel like that's a kind of standard answer. Is it? Well, okay. Then my other ones are, I told you the tie between the three of them is Usual Suspects and Hunt for Red October. Okay. Okay. Those are great films. Um, and then my last question, what is your favorite part about Connecticut? 
I, I love our ingenuity here. I, and a lot of that ingenuity and innovation comes through collaboration. I, you know, we are in an amazing state when we work together. And I've seen a lot of working together in the manufacturing sector, obviously, not only just recently with the Connecticut Manufacturers Collaborative, but when I was president or chair of the ACM board for many years, um, I saw how the aerospace manufacturers worked together. And when I first got in the industry, that blew me away that people would like competitors into their facility to see what they were doing and even share stuff with them. So I love our, what we call Yankee ingenuity here. It, it's, um, I've had an opportunity obviously to visit other states and other countries and you don't see anything like that. And I, I like the fact that a lot of that ingenuity comes through collaboration. My, my tagline or slogan, you'll probably see it uh, a little card in my office at some point in time is you can't have innovation without collaboration. Um, so I, I love that part about Connecticut. Cool. And I like that line. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. Um, well, Chris, thank you so much for talking with me. Um, and we're really excited at CBIA to have you, to welcome you to the family um, and what your leadership is going to bring for this, you know, this new era for our organization. Um, but I also know that our members um, are really going to enjoy uh, working with you um, and, you know, leading the organization to um, new and different things. So especially in this new, this new challenging era, not just in Connecticut, but in the world, um, it's completely different now than what it was before. So um, I just wanted to thank you, welcome, and um, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, thanks, Shannon. See you around. For the latest COVID-19 information, visit cbia.com. Follow us on Twitter at CBIA News and on Facebook. Call us anytime at 860-244-1900. Stay safe out there.